This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming back for a brand new episode. Um, I could not be more excited than I am to put this episode out today because this guest that I have is super cool, and I know it's going to resonate with all of you. Um, before I get into it, though, I wanted to thank Alexa Nicole for last week's episode. Alexa, you were great. And uh, I know you connected with so many people. And personally, I loved the deep breathing technique that we did on our episode. Um, It had me laughing, and that was definitely a first for me on this podcast. So thank you so much for doing that. Now, I want to talk about this week's guest. Her name is Tatjana Anders. And Tatjana put out a short film on YouTube called Your Reality. And it's a film about gaslighting, and it's got over 3.2 million views. If you haven't watched it, Please pause this right now and go watch that film and then come back so that this episode makes sense to you. But I know you guys are going to absolutely love her and and she is just such a good conversationalist and we have a great time. One thing I do want to apologize for, for some reason my audio is a little scratchy on this. Tatjana sounds great, but I think maybe my mic was unplugged or maybe it was wobbly or something, but it's a little scratchy, so I apologize for it. But the content of this episode is great, so I really think you guys are going to love it. Please check it out. All right, everybody, welcome into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. I am so excited for this interview. I am here with Tatjana Anders. Tatjana, can you say hi to everybody for me? Hi, everyone. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is such my pleasure. I'm really, really glad to have you here. Um, If you guys don't know, Tatjana made a short film on YouTube. It's now got over 3 million views, which is absolutely incredible. The name of the short film is called Your Reality, and it's it's a film about gaslighting. And oh my God, the most triggering short film you will ever see in your life if you've gone through what I'm sure you guys have all gone through if you're listening to this. So um, Tachana actually uh, tagged me on Instagram about a post about the film getting 3 million views. And when I saw this, I had to pick it up on YouTube. And I watched it and it brought me back to those early days when I discovered narcissism and the walls feeling like they were closing in on me. So uh, I brought her on the show just because I wanted to talk to her about her inspiration for the film and her backgrounds and all this kind of stuff. And um, I'm really excited to have her here. So thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank, thank you, Mac. Um, yeah, it's um, it's so nice as well. I, I've been following your Instagram account for a while, actually. And um, I really enjoy the content that you're posting. I haven't, I haven't discovered your podcast yet. So after this, I will definitely go and um, check it out and hear other people's stories. Because I hey, will. Fair, fair warning. I'm going to trigger you the way you trigger me. Just so you know. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a messy story, but um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your inspiration for making the short film. So the inspiration for the film was a friend of mine who um, was in this relationship, and um, it was really tricky to be honest because in the beginning it started off really nicely, and um, you know they had a great time. He was he's very good looking as well, and um, she she uh, used to be a model. And um, they were like this perfect couple. But um, at some point, she started noticing sort of signs of like red flags of potentially him cheating on her. So she would point it out and he would make her feel like she's crazy. Like, um, why would she even have these thoughts and basically just make her feel like really doubt herself. And then they broke up and eventually, maybe about a month or two later, she found his old phone um, that he left because apparently it was broken. But she kind of like, um, she plugged it in and it turned on and she saw all the messages of everyone who cheated on And the problem was that I think that hit her so hard because she was like, I actually really believed him. And I really, she, she just had this identity crisis in terms of, you know, if he told me all these lies and I completely fell for it, then what does it say about me? And why am I so stupid for believing all this stuff? And, and she just, she, she couldn't really date anyone for, I think like about three or four years, she was really struggling to like, trust anyone again <laughs> of course is there anything more like manipulative than someone trying to convince you that your gut instinct is wrong when you absolutely know it's right and it turned out to be right yeah it's crazy it just it just said you know tells us that we have to listen to our gut all the time and it, we always try to rationalize things and be like explain them away but ultimately it's crazy how our body knows yeah instinctively. so yeah it kind of um and you know I'm I'm sort of an actor slash filmmaker and I've been wanting to create films for a while and I was just thinking you know I, I really wanted to make a film about something that would really not just be a story I mean there are so many amazing films out there but it it just felt like I wanted to tell a story that would help people in one way or another. And that just kind of felt like such a raw topic and it was just so interesting and unique. And I started to, I started making more, doing more research on the, on, on gaslighting in general. And I read lots of books and I um, watched all the videos and I just tried to understand because I feel like as a scriptwriter as well and filmmaker, I just really wanted to get into the mindset of how this happens and why do people fall for narcissists and, you know, how do we get out of the situation? And the more I found out about it, the more I just thought, my God, I just really need to, to make this short film. And yeah. Yeah, and it kind of just happened. <laughs> I gotta tell you, so, uh, you know, I most of us have seen the original film from the 1940s, the Gaslight movie, and this just That's... felt like a modernization of that. And, like, there were so many scenes in the film, you know, like like when you were looking for your lost hard drive or whatever it was in that film, and 
Um, just like the 1940s film when, when he's trying to convince her like she lost the necklace or something like that. Yeah. And she's searching for the necklace. And I'm sitting there like, you know, in the film, the character's name is Mark, which was kind of funny because my name's Mac. And I'm like, oh, God, now I feel like. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's just sitting there so nonchalantly while you seem like you're the off kiltered crazy one looking for your stuff, just like the 1940s film and all this like kind of underlying symbolism throughout the film was absolutely incredible what was like um were any of those things hard for you to shoot were any of those things triggering I think it wasn't triggering as such as it was for me as an actor as well I really had to get into the mind space um of the the character where she is and how she's feeling at that particular moment and what she's going through and also, obviously, sort of her background. Why is she so insecure about certain areas of her life? Because when, you know, when he meets her in the beginning, she is relatively successful. She's not very successful in maybe relationships, but she has a good job and she, you know, she sort of nails her presentation wherever she works. Um, and as sort of their relationship progresses, it, she just becomes a shell of herself and that has such a huge impact on every aspect of her life right yeah yeah and it, i think it's just about you know and some scenes that we shot obviously were quite um emotional and they they take out a lot of you when when you film them because right. you, you want to try and be in the moment and you know to be in the moment you kind of just have to feel it as well Absolutely. Yeah. And you're you're kind of taking on, like you said, this was uh, the majority of this was about your friend and you're trying to get into that character. Was any of this autobiographical for you? I think to a level, I would say that we all experience gaslighting in one way or another, right? It's just sometimes it's more severe uh, and other times you kind of brush it away a little bit easier or you sort of, you know, something intervenes and and you so for example if you, you do meet a, a person who is like a narcissist right and they're trying to take advantage of you etc like I, I obviously like we all do i think we have this one partner or like ex ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend who you you think back of it and you're like oh wow <laughs> how you know i was young and naive and why would i even let him get away with it so Definitely, I've experienced some similarities, but luckily for me, I moved away to a different city uh, when I started studying and we kind of just stopped the contact and it was just like a blessing. Probably the best thing that ever happened to you. Literally, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what was it like, like writing the film? How long did it take you to do? You know, filmmaking process is so much longer than people anticipate or ever expect. And before I sort of got into it, I was like, ah, oh, I'm sure it just sort of like takes a year or something, or like a couple of months. Oh, what, what am I saying? It'll, it'll take me like a week to write a film. And, <laughs> and, then, and then when you actually start doing it, you're like, wow, this is so, so tricky. So I started writing it um, and I wrote probably like the first draft and I joined... Um, this really cool script writing group and what they do is you go and you submit your your 
script and like a bunch of other filmmakers slash script writers read it and we have like a little sort of round table we like met up in like a pub once a week or something and then we go through like a few people's scripts and and everyone sort of gives feedback so I've done that and you know people gave me feedback and I've made some changes and then I've done a rewrite and then I you know re I've rewritten it some more etc etc and then at some point I was like yeah this is pretty good <laughs> I, I, I think that feels right and then you have the second hurdle which is raising the investment for it yeah honestly it's so hard because short films are notorious for not making any profits no one really invests in short films for you know it, you can't just go to like Warner Brothers or like Paramount and be like invest in my short they're like well, I'll tell you it so many people are, are emotionally invested in it I'll tell you that yeah <laughs> exactly well maybe you know but maybe if you find someone who is you know who's experienced something like this and it's just really important for them and in a way the investor that I found he just really liked the story and he just really really liked the idea that it could help people and that it could you know raise awareness and it was just I was just so lucky we also did like an Indiegogo campaign which was really nice as well but I think we only managed to I don't know get like three or four grand for it which is okay uh, but yeah filmmaking what most people don't know as well is that it's very expensive as well Shouldn't yeah <laughs> even for a short film like mine sometimes i read comments and people are like oh why um why is the ending so like abrupt or like why why is there a cliffhanger or why is it only 20 minutes and stuff and i'm like we just didn't have the funding to do it well i don't want to uh, you know for anybody who's going to watch it or has watched it i don't want to uh ruin the ending but the plot twist i guess we can call it at the end um when your friend is overhearing the the phone call um holy god my heart was beating out of my chest and uh you know the you're ruining my floor comment oh my god i had to take my headphones off and walk away oh my god this is too bad oh wow really yeah that's crazy. And I, listen, I'm a guy, right? And and um, my I call her my next on this podcast. I call her, you know, my my uh, narcissistic ex. Uh, oh, she's she's a tiny girl. She's a very pretty, skinny. You know, she's not tall. She's not, you know, like physically dominating. Um, mm -hmm. but the manipulation that she can do just from a psychological and emotional standpoint. Um, it's genderless. And and as a man, I can I can completely identify with everything. Yeah, you know what? It's um, it's an interesting one. You know the the gender issue <laughs> because I I see um I I often read the comments on on the short film, um because I just find it so fascinating. So many people sharing their stories or telling me that they can relate with it or or not. <laughs> um, but also a lot of people are like, well, why why is the narcissist? Why is the guy again the narcissist? And I'm like. Well, look, I just had to make a choice, but obviously it's not gender related. Like <laughs> General, generalizing though, most men are narcissists. I had, you know, so 
very quickly when I got out of my narcissistic relationship, I entered into therapy and I tried to explain to the therapist at the time that my next was a narcissist. And she said, no, she's not without even knowing her. She said, no, she's not. And I said, oh, how do you know? And she said, she's histrionic. She said, women can't be narcissists. They can only be histrionic. And I said, lady, I'm out of here. You need to do your research because this woman is a narcissist. So, you know, you write what you know, obviously. You write what you know. And, and as, uh, um, you know, most men, it's true. Most men are narcissists. But um, this, I guess, disease, if that's what you want to call it, knows no gender. And, you know, I'm very blessed to have spoken to so many people, you know, both men, women, whatever you identify as. And, uh, you know, it really, truly knows no gender. But I really, as a man, I can still feel what that film represented in terms of, you know, it doesn't matter what gender it's coming from. I can identify still the same. Yeah, I totally agree. So my thinking really was and is exactly what you said. Um, it, it is just more frequent that men on us uh, or, you know, are then the abuser in the relationship in that sense. And just from, as I said, my reason really has always been to, you know, help people recognize the signs and sort of see it. Because I think sometimes when you, when you're so deep in the relationship, you just, you kind of just blind to what's happening in it. And it just takes seeing it from the outsider's perspective or seeing like a parallel story that is the similar one. And you're like, oh, so this is actually gaslighting. This is, this is how it looks like. That's exactly what I'm experiencing, but I never thought that's what it was. And um, I've, I think about like a month ago or so, I had this comment that I had to like reshare it on my Instagram as well, where um, this girl, she's like, you literally, she wrote, you literally saved my life. That's what she wrote. She was like, I um, saw this film and I broke up with him and I'm so happy. Like, I'm so, I'm not, like it's so amazing. I was so, I, mean, I was like, oh, I read this. I was like, this is the reason why I made this film because, you know, this is what I really want for people to be able to do, you know, to see it, it and, and to, you know, make a decision or do something about it. Right. And how humbling, like, you know, I put out episodes every Sunday morning um, on 5 a.m. Eastern time so the people in the Eastern part of the world can get it, you know, when they wake up. Um, but I've gotten so many messages from like people who are like, you absolutely just told my story or whatever guest you had on just told my story. And I sit back and I put my hands on my forehead and I go, I'm just a guy who went through a shitty relationship. And I'm so glad that you guys can gain something from this. But like, oh my God, how humbling and how moving that somebody says, you saved my life with this. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really, it's really, um, I'm, I'm so happy and I'm proud of people who, you know, have the courage to actually make this next step and get out of the relationship because it's so difficult. You're so sucked into it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so impressed with you as well. You've been, uh, you know, doing your podcast and it takes time and dedication as well and, you know, energy and, <laughs> and doing all the editing and the interviewing. It's very impressive. I think we're both like, we really want to try and make a difference and <laughs> help Listen, there's a version of me, you know, I'm only eight months out of my relationship, right? But when I, when I started doing this podcast and um, there was a version of me like eight months ago that was on the floor in the bathroom, throwing up, crying, catatonic. 
and I didn't know anybody who went through what I went through. I legitimately thought I was crazy. So there was a version of me who wanted somebody to relate to. And I'm just so fortunate that people can relate to this story. And, you know, I'm so fortunate that I can interview people like you that I really admire and really, uh, you know, respect. And um, it's, I'm just so grateful, but can you tell us, so you say that this has been so well received and this, this um, film has gotten over 3 million views on YouTube. What was that like when you saw the counter start growing and growing and growing and growing and you're going, oh my God, how did it ever come to this? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it was so funny because, you know, when you put things out on YouTube, actually, I think the first month or so, maybe even two months, not much happened. I put it out there and I remember I set it up as like a premiere, you know, you can like do YouTube premieres and I think there were like, 10 people watching it <laughs> and I was like oh okay <laughs> um and um I was like well you know it is what it is let's just let's just leave it out there and see what happens and I think um within like the first three months I think I had um I, I think I was celebrating like 3,000 views and I was like oh okay well 3,000 views is like more than I ever had on any other videos that I've uploaded um and then like smiling so big right now for anybody listening to this i'm smiling so big it's just so cool yeah and then probably like two or three or like like three maybe four months later suddenly out of nowhere it just to be fair i did share it on a few sort of like forums etc because i was just you know there are forums for like people who've experienced something similar i think on reddit as well and then a few like facebook groups as well because i just thought you know why not people it dedicated to that particular topic so so um i kind of did a little bit but not much i haven't really promoted it at all but out of nowhere you know it suddenly was like a thirty thousand, and i was like whoa this is crazy i know so like out of nowhere and um i i was like no this is this is really strange um, i i don't know what's happening at, at the moment um but it just kept growing it just kept growing and growing and obviously you know when you when it grows you sort of like keep sharing it with your friends and your friends get excited and they start sharing it as well but i also just think that what happened really is that people who did watch it who experienced something similar they shared it with their friend because i i saw um we have like this this friend for example um where i live here in windsor she went to estonia the other day because that's where she originally she's originally from and her friend suggested her to watch the film and she's like this is my friend's film (laughs) So, so this is i think this is literally how it happens people just you know, send the link and they recommend my film to their friends. Um, and this is how it grew so quickly. Yeah, that organic growth is incredible. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, not not to shoot my own horn too, but like, you know, I feel the same way. So for example, I record everything on Anchor and that's my my sponsor for this podcast. And, um, you know, I, I, I check like statistics and stuff like that. And I see, you know, I have a pretty good following in the UK and I have um, listeners in Saudi Arabia and South Africa and like just people all over the world. And if you're listening to this, please reach out to me. It's just so cool that, that, uh, you know, my voice is in all these countries, Australia, all these countries around the world. 
And again, like I'm just some guy who went through a shitty relationship, but um, I really do. I'm so appreciative that we have found this platform and we can, you know, affect the people that we have. And, you know, it's had this outreach. And I'm so glad that, you know, you tagged me in that post originally, because like I said, when I found it, I was like, wow, this is a woman who gets it. This is somebody <laughs> who knows what we've been through. And, and um, yeah, just so much of the symbolism, you know, I was I was going through um, the film, kind of taking notes as I was watching it. And uh, one of the things that that um, I latched onto, which is I don't know if a lot of people latch onto this part, but you're talking with your friend on the couch and uh, you guys are sipping wine or something. And she sets her wine glass down on the glass table and you slide a coaster underneath it. And she kind of gives you this look. And I remember like just watching this going like, I remember you kind of doing that because that's probably how, you know, he Mark in the film wanted it. And, you know, she kind of looks at you like, what's the big deal? Like, it's just a wine glass on the table. But it's all these little kind of like intricacies that you had in the film that I was like, yes, yes, she gets it. She gets it. It's awesome. Thank you. That particular moment, actually, it was the direct um, uh, top Tarasin. He came up with this idea and I was like, I thought it was just so brilliant. He really got it as well. It was a really funny story how he got involved too. It was, um, you know, I was telling earlier um, how I went to this like script writing feedback event thing group, right? And uh, we, we did this like read through and I got, I received some comments and stuff and top, he was like, oh, do, do you already have a director? And I was like, well, not really, you know, I'm kind of just still um, <laughs> um, making sure polishing the script and making sure that it, it's good, etc. So I haven't really started looking yet. And he's like, I directed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, you're hired. That had to be such a cool movie. And then afterwards, I was like, well, I should probably check out his work. Yeah. Did he Did yep. he have experience with narcissism or he's just a visionary like that? He just really liked the, the story and the script. Uh, maybe. I don't know, actually. I I think he's fine. I, th I, th I don't think he... <laughs> he's not one of us. Yeah. Um, he's just very in tune with, um, like character development and he just he just understands um I, th I think there's just like people that are very um emotionally connected you know and um he's really one of those and and it was so interesting because um when we even like the way he shot it is very unique um i think you don't really pick it up unless um i pointed out but some of the scenes for example are shot in a way that um, there is a lot of, especially when she starts going through sort of like some grief, there is a lot of like space in the back rather than in the front of my face. You know, the phone call scene, right? When she's telling, she's calling her phone, um, her um, her friend and her friend is like, yeah, um, maybe you should see a therapist, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, she's oh, like, oh, that's so right? triggering. That was so triggering. That triangulation. Oh, my God. Exactly. Because they always want yeah. to think. Oh, and then when he's when he hugs you from behind and he says, you need to take those pills, you're not well. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So just like the angles that he chose for these shots are very um, unique. They're not like the classic shots that you would choose for making a film. 
So it, they're kind of like slightly offsite and sort of slightly weird and mm-hmm. you don't really pick it up. Um, but it just gives you this idea that something's off. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So very it's very like clever. Alfred, very like Alfred Hitchcock rear window type vibe. A little bit, yeah. You know, you kind of, you, you put the audience at this, you make them feel some somehow like weirded out, but they can't really put their finger on it. But it's because, you know, it it's just like slightly off or there are like these small subtleties that he put in there as well that I, I just, and you know, this is the beauty as well of putting together a really nice, strong team that really gets what you're trying to say with a film. And it just, you know, the whole experience, the, when we shot it, it was just like so fulfilling, even though, you know, emotionally for me as an actor, it was difficult, but, um, just having, you know, people around you who are really into this idea and they, you know, they love the concept and they just bring their own inspiration and and suggestions as well, which makes it so much better. You know, I really, I really got that vibe um, when you were sitting on the couch and he comes in and uh, you're drunk, I guess, in the film. And you're saying, um, you know, I called you a thousand times and, you know, why don't you answer my calls? And everything's really dark and distant and you're weepy. And uh, it's just all such visceral reactions to the whole thing. It was really, really cool. Thank you. Um, So switching gears just a little bit, I have a question. So has the narc that this is about seeing this film oh you know what it's such a funny thing because um i i don't know <laughs> but um when i when we first when we finished the film and we did like a really small premiere with friends and you know a few invited um guests and uh the crew etc and i invited my friend as well who was my inspiration for it she came she flew in all the way from germany because this is um yeah where she lives and uh (laughs) the funniest thing afterwards she came up to me and she's like you called him mark and i was like yeah and she's like that was my ex-boyfriend's name and you know what i don't know that's his name mark was his name no way. But I actually didn't didn't think about it because I I never met him. Like I only knew about him from her. That is divine. It was crazy. And I was like, oh my god, really? That's his name? I completely forgot. Like it was just sort of a subconscious thing. No. Happened. I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Um, so maybe he has seen it. But I think the the thing is that because because I made it I made them quite different. Like he's a dancer, the guy in in my film is a photographer. I mean he it's not quite like I'm telling her story completely because I I just wanted to you know not intrude on her personal space that much. Yeah. But it was certainly like some elements that um, were inspired mm-hmm. by him. Being- that's really, really cool because like, for example, I do this podcast, right? And um, so many people don't know my story the way I'm telling this story because either I was kept under her thumb and I wasn't allowed to express myself and tell people what was happening to me or she's telling the story differently. Um, so that that's actually, it's kind of eased my mind a little bit about getting found out about this podcast because she doesn't know about it and I dread the day she ever finds out about it. But she doesn't know that nobody knows these stories the way I'm telling them because she's kept it so hidden. So it's funny though. Um, 
I'm not going to say which one for the listeners, but um, someone's next from one of these interviews did reach out to me and threatened me. And oh, I just I just kind of let it go. And, you know, it is what it is. I didn't even answer the, the email. But, um, yeah, I was just wondering, had he seen it? And, you know, was there any blowback or reaction from him or anything? Um, I don't think there has been a reaction from him, but if you go on my on the film in you on YouTube and you see you check some of the comments, you're like, oh, yep, that's definitely a comment from Anak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can totally tell. You're like, I they start blaming the woman, or they're like, yeah, she's <laughs> stupid. She was asking for it. Yeah, she was asking. Yeah, honestly, I've seen quite a few. Uh, or they start defending the guy, or um, they're like, oh, women are evil in general. I don't know. There's just like some random things where I'm like, have you watched this the, the this film? Like, is this comment even relating to this film? That doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. It can't be that, that, it can't be that ambiguous. I mean, it's pretty clear, cut and dry, who, who the victim is and who yeah. the perpetrator is. But um, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Bad. They're probably They're probably doing their research. The narcs are probably doing their research on how to manipulate us and they come across your film and they're like, oh no, shit, you just exposed me. Probably, yeah. It's so funny. I Sometimes I feel tempted to reply, but honestly, I, I just like, ugh, I, I just know it's not going to do any good because, yeah, you know, don't bother. Don't, yeah, exactly. it'll, get you, it'll get you nowhere. And you know what? The fact no, that you have no. trolls, the fact that you have trolls means you're doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm exactly you know this is like no point engaging i just kind of ignore it and i'm like it's fine it's what it is so um you and i were talking um off air a little bit and you are in the position where you're you're starting to make a full-length feature film can you tell us a little bit about that yeah i'd love to so as i was saying before obviously with the short film we had huge constraints in terms of the the budget and um and the time so 20 minutes seems like maybe a long time for a short <laughs> but um it's very difficult to tell such a, a a tricky story in 20 minutes because obviously you know a lot of gaslighting happens over a really long period of time they break you break you down down and you know sometimes it takes months sometimes it, it takes years and we just kind of really had to condense it all. And also, we didn't really have enough time to write a proper ending or even develop the characters in, in the way that I would like to. So I don't mean to inter interrupt you, but I think you're a little bit too hard on the ending. I really, really like it. I really like I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, there are some people, I've, I've read some some comments and they're like, oh my God, why is it so sad? Or is this like, or like... um is is she ever gonna leave him or you know what i mean it's sort of that's the thing and, and maybe you can achieve yeah. that with a full-length film is you can show the light at the end of the tunnel and and you know it gets it actually gets harder right when you get out even it gets harder getting out of the relationship than even staying in it but that sort of light at the end of the tunnel and the bigger picture and the forest for the trees oh oh my god the sky is bluer the grass is greener the you know the the it's just every the the coffee is stronger everything is just more beautiful once you get out. Yeah, exactly. So really, my my goal with the feature film is to help people. Well, 
I'm saying help again to sh to to tell a fuller story. So uh, number one, you know the characters. Um, you you find out a bit more about their background, um, their families, um, their friends, maybe a bit more about you know their social life, and also you have a bit more of an, a complete ending. So I'm not going to say what's going to happen, but it'll be you know you'll make it'll make you feel a bit more satisfied i think <laughs> and also i kind of want to talk a little bit more about the gaslighting that is happening outside of relationships yeah because i think that's a really important topic as well and you know it's happening everywhere like in families but also politics a little bit and you know just the social life <laughs> of friends I don't want to obviously have like, it's not going to be like every character is a gaslight or something, but I think it's just, again, you know, sort of just having these subtle inklings, like subtle um, nods um, towards, you know, th this is also an area <laughs> or aisle of truth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's less subjective than people think it is. Eh. So true. So true. So yeah and um we are kind of like in this process we're very close um i've i've co-written the feature film with um this guy called nick zabirik um because i i just find you know you need help for feature films it's it's really not that easy um and it's very time consuming as well and um and then i i brought on board um um a producer slash director called matt Watman, and he also now uh, brought on board um, sort of like a script editor, a really talented lady, and she's sort of like refining it even further and making polishing the dialogue and making it like really really sleek and um, making sure that there's no sort of like fat. <laughs> do you ever do you ever get those edits and like sit back and like you get those back and you sit there and go yes, like get all excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I have full trust in her, and I think she's gonna make it even better. Because I feel like I'm. I'm still learning as a scriptwriter. Uh, I mean, Your Reality really was my first proper short film, which gave me a lot of confidence in scriptwriting. Because I always thought that I, I, I have no idea how to write, but um, apparently, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Despite what any narcissist wants you to believe, you have value. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people relate to it. I know I did. So, yeah, exactly. So we are um, in the process of, we, we are planning to film at the end of this year and then release it hopefully next year. And I'm very excited because I think it's going to be just much bigger and we really want to go, you know, full on like cinema release. And um, um, yeah, let's see what kind of distribution we can secure. But I think it's, it, it has the potential to go really, really big, which awesome. would be awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, just know you have a you have a fan across the pond because I certainly will be watching. Good, at least one one viewer secure. <laughs> so, one more question: Were any of these scenes that you shot in this were they like were they emotionally difficult to shoot? Like, did you feel moved by anything? Was it was there ever a time where you're like? okay, we have to slow down or we have to pause or I have to kind of um, like gather myself to shoot any of those scenes? Yeah, I think the phone call scene, I found it quite draining. You know what? Sometimes as an actor, I don't know, maybe 
I'm sure other actors experience the same thing. You are so kind of in it, and when you when you're done, you just you just feel so drained and so like emotionally exhausted. Like it's almost like you're going through this whole thing. Like in that particular moment, you're really so in it, and and you're like, wow, um, I just can't even imagine how exhausting and difficult it must be for someone who is in a relationship like this and they're like together 24 7 you know what i mean yeah absolutely and i can completely relate to that (laughs) you know how it feels (laughs) i do well the the funny thing is is not so much anymore because um at this time when i'm when we're doing you and i are doing this recording right now i believe i'm about 27 episodes into this but say like the first like five to ten episodes that i would record were a lot of my personal experiences before I started doing these interviews. And I swear to God, I would do these personal interviews for about an hour and I would sleep for like two to three hours because, well, I would cry too, but it's just getting, I call it like getting back underwater in a sense of like, you just hit the record button and you tell it like it is. You hope you don't leave anything out. And um, it's just so... It's such a visceral reaction to all that stuff. And, and and for the same token, like I'm telling my deep, dark secrets to the entire world when this was never my plan. I just created an Instagram account and now there's a demand for it. You know what I mean? But it's just cool. I'm glad I, I, I have it. And um, I'm glad I've gotten to meet this amazing, amazing community of people. And, you know, I'm getting to do this interview with you and, and it's just so exciting. Yeah. Well, you know what? I really need to go and 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 listen to your to your story. I'm so fascinated, and I just and for me as well, you know, as a filmmaker, I feel like having all these, hearing, listening to all these details, and just I, I just want to tell the story that is like the most realistic and the most that people can really, really see it and relate to it. Um, so I will definitely go and and. Um, check out and listen to your first uh, how many would you say first so, so? So the, the very first episode i did was called the ingredients to a narcissist recipe okay and, um in that episode it was essentially what i came across that gave me that aha moment such as the actual terminology of gaslighting triangulation love bombing trauma bonds and all that kind of terminology that when I actually learned this and I said, oh my God, I've been going through this and I didn't know there was a word for it, you know? So that's my very first episode. And I'm so grateful that that's actually, I did that episode thinking, you know, there's some people who may or may not come across this and this might be their aha moment. And I'm, I'm proud to say that it was for some people. And then episodes two, three, and four are about my past life. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, now as, as the podcast goes on, I tell my story about my legal issues and um, going through my divorce and my custody of my children and just the emotional roller coaster it's been. And, you know, I've gotten the comparison. I've, I've been told by some people it's like a Netflix special. People are really in it and, and I'm proud of it. You know, it's cool. It's really cool. But listen, Tatjana, we're coming to the end of the hour. Um, I wanted to ask you another question. Is there, do you feel like gaslighting nowadays is a bigger problem than it used to be? Yeah, I feel like in some ways, I just see it everywhere nowadays. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so in tune with it and I and I look out for it. But in a way, you know, if, if you think about even advertising or, you know, the politics, the, the media out there and 
of course, you know, and in some way, maybe it's not as destructive as like a relationship because obviously, you know, a love relationship, you're emotionally much more invested in it. But certainly, you know, if you think about gaslighting in, in respect of like changing your reality and the perception of reality, it's happening a lot at the moment, I feel. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it used to be the same, but we didn't really pay attention to it as much. But it just feels like we're surrounded by it. And I, and I just my goal really for people is to just be a bit more vigilant I think <laughs> my hope is that people just you know ask or like think about what we are being told by I don't know some political leaders or or just in general like some celebrities or whoever out there and just feel like you know is, is that really could that really happen or is this like I, I'm just talking some random nonsense no I'm saying before right like Beyond just this knows no gender, this knows no age, this knows no religion, this knows no, you know, mm -hmm. uh, denomination. It's it's really prevalent everywhere. And it's funny. So I have two two small kids and I've I've shared this on um, a past episode because my next has primary custody of my children. So I have a six and I have a three year old and we play a game called and this is this was taught to me by another guest. Um, called Been There, Got Out. I believe that was episode 11, if you guys want to check it out. Um, but they taught me this game, and it's called I Know My Truth. And what I do is I play with my kids. I say, okay, you know, we are eating a hamburger right now. And they say, no, daddy, we're eating pizza. I know my truth. And then we say, um, you know, your shirt is orange. And they say, no, daddy, my shirt is purple. I know the truth. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to arm them with this armor <laughs> i'm trying to arm them with this armor That's amazing i love to that. teach them this is not the truth and i'll give you another example right so um a friend of mine that i brought my children around just last week and this is the first time i've shared this on this podcast i brought my children around a friend of mine last week that has a cat okay and my next has convinced my son that he's allergic to cats and he said daddy i can't go in there because i'm going to start coughing and sneezing and i said okay well let's do this buddy i said let's go inside and if you start coughing and sneezing we'll leave and he went in and he forgot all about it. And he's playing with the cat. And when we walked out, I said, buddy, are you coughing and sneezing? And he goes, no, daddy, I'm not. And I said, you know the truth. Wow, that's crazy. Right? So it knows no, it knows no age. It knows no gender. Um, but it's our, it's my, well, I can only speak for myself. It's my job as a parent to, to arm my kids with those tools so that they don't grow up that way. Because I know what I endured and it was only nine years. Yeah, yeah. You know what, uh, quite a few people as well I've seen uh, commented on, on the video saying that this kind of stuff needs to be taught in school. Like, these are the things that you really need to be equipped with to to know how to live life happily as an adult, right? Because we get, we're getting taught so much useless stuff in school that we never... <laughs> we're still being told how to balance a checkbook. Like, what the hell is the point? <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's just like some things and like psychological stuff and interrelation, you know, um, stuff to do with our relationships. I think it's just so, so much more important. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say, I, I feel for you in terms of going through the divorce, because I, I know a friend of mine, she, um, another friend of mine, by the way, who <laughs> once it starts, how many friends do you have that have been gaslit? Honestly, 
this is quite a lot and I was shocked as well because when I you know when you start people not necessarily don't don't always talk about it right um but when you start saying or like people who watched it they reach out to me and they're like listen I've, I've gone for something similar and you know maybe you've been friends for like five ten years and you didn't know before but they open up once you know they they, they um, see the topic and they can relate to the film and they, they, they tell me anyway but a friend of mine yeah she um she hasn't even been married to this guy but they're separating and they've got um I think 11 year old daughter and it's been such a nightmare. Literally, the separation has been going on for, I think, like three, four years. And eventually, she's just, it, it's so messy. And the stories that she told me about um, her ex, you know, trying to portray her as the narcissist, trying to, like, convince the judges that she's a bad mom and that she's taking drugs and, like, all sorts of lies. Unbelievable, yeah. I was so shocked when I listened to her. I was like, wow, a children really add so much more complex complexity to this whole dynamic. It really does. But uh, as I as I said throughout this episode, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Yeah. There is no light at the end of the tunnel if you stay in. There is no hope. And it's sad to say, but abandon hope and get to the other side because I can promise you things are better on the other side. Mm, no, it's so powerful. I totally agree. Thank you so much. Well, listen, Tatjana, we're coming to the end of the hour. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I have been so excited about this all week. And uh, when I knew when I knew you were going to be on the show, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. So thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> thank you. Oh, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. And I'm learning as well all the time. And I, I love all the things that you suggested as well. And what you're doing with your kids and um, also just, you know, your story. I really want to check it out now. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, listen, if you guys, as we mentioned before, if you want to check out the film on YouTube, it's called Your Reality and it's about gaslighting. So you can check it out online. Go on YouTube and check out Your Reality. And also, if you'd like to follow her on Instagram, um, her name is Anders. That's T-A-T-J-A-N-A dot anders a-n-d-e-r-s she's got an amazing page it's an amazing film and i really think you guys are gonna love it thank you <laughs> all right guys so until next time everybody